Nyanyanseo, this is Pastor Latanyuola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I just want to know this is going to be my last broadcast before the new year, so I want to say... Happy New Year! And this is from Pastor Peanut. Her corner, she will start doing Pastor Peanut's corner starting in January next year. Woohoo! So please look out for her. And would you like something to say, Pastor Peanut? Yes. I would like to all say again a very happy new year. I also wanted to tell you that you should also do the following, as you all know. Jesus is going upon us every single Christmas, and there is when he was born. Well, that's where we know. Although, I want to have you a following question. If you were Jesus, what you what would you do for the world? Would you be happy, helpful, or caring, or would you go another way? That's my question for you guys this year. And this is the last question of this year for you guys. And moving on to the narrator of this is... Yes. All right. So you see what's the question? So please, when you have a minute, please go ahead and questions and comments me at uh, latanya.unapologetic at org. And also give it to me in the comments. And it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. So Pastor Peanut can be able to answer it or myself. All right. Okay. Awesome. Now let us continue. I wanted to let you know that even throughout all the things that's been going on in the world, I'm thankful and grateful that God is still on the throne. Amen. And I wanted to kind of give some things that was in my spirit and is not concerning what we normally think, but it's because God keeps reiterating to me, start stocking up on food, start making sure that you have uh, medical supplies for your family, start making sure that you have all the different things that you need for the next year. And also at the same exact time, Know that the enemy is trying to be able to take us out as a human race because we're the ones serving God and we're the ones majority of us are trying to be able to do what God says to do. Now I'm telling you, you need to be careful what you look at on TV, what you are um, enhancing in your music, what you are downloading into your mind and into your body. I'm just being honest because the enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy. I keep saying this because it keeps coming up. And I want to say this also too. I know that for a fact that I'm grateful and thankful that God has brought us through another year. Amen. And while 2024 is going to be coming in hard hit, please make sure that the word of God for you, I'm not talking about for me. I'm talking about for yourself is 
available. That's why I have printed ones. I have two of them. Make sure that you have enough paper, pencil, or pen, whatever you write with, to be able to know what God is saying in this hour and this time. Also, make sure that you have ample enough time to be able to get into your word, start making sure you are quintessentially making sure that God is into your whole entire program of the day, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the afternoon or in the night, make sure that God is a part of you. And not just because of the, the things that's going on in the world, but because that you want an intimate relationship with God and having that time with him and shabaking him and knowing who he is, it makes the difference in the world. And I mean, like for me, Christmas, I was so giddy and I was so like happy, like I'm expecting good things to come from the word of God and good things to come from what God is saying to the body of Christ. Now, also too, there are some things that are going to be coming out that, you know, we as the, and I'm going to be able to deal with it for this new year coming in. And it's the judgment that God has for the house of God. And I mean, that's been in, I mean, that's been since 2021 that God's been dealing with me about the house of God. So what I'm telling you is that we need to get our hearts ready. We need to get our minds ready. We need to be posturing towards God. We need to be in constant prayer because the enemy is coming and the enemy is not going to let up. We have to be relentless on how we are able to process what's going on in this time, in this season. Now I'm going to say this, As long as God is here and I know that God, he is going to be the alpha and the omega. You need to understand the enemy will keep coming, keep coming at you until you fold or until you go home. So make sure you have that mindset to understand and know that God is the author and the finisher of our faith, but also God gives us warnings, amen, of what's to come. So please, if you know that, you know, these prophets or prophetesses, excuse me, or also the uh, prophets and also the, the female prophets are pretty much doing what God says. And we are a line upon line, precept upon precept. It's not going to be the same when God sits there and he has to be able to take over his house. So I'm telling you from me is that, and from, and from the way that I'm, I'm seeing it from God's perspective, we're going to see a totally fear of God coming back into the church. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Providences and also prophets are going to start apostles all. I mean, there's going to be a new way of going into the church and it's going to be a new way of the fear of the Lord going through the church. And that's why I said as a prophetess and as a prophet, uh, and uh, under the off, under the, uh, anointing of the covering of a prophet, And you need to make sure in 2024 that you are hearing from God himself. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. There is going to be a great awakening for the church in 2024. I mean, people are going to start dying off 
because of the sins of what's going on. And I'm telling you for me is that as well as the way that God is telling me and I'm seeing it that we as a people, as a nation, we need to get closer to God. We need to be able to be in the word of God and be able to saturate our lives with it. Live the word out. Let me say that one more time for the people to live the word out so much so that when you are seeing what's going on and that's the thing as a prophetess, and also as the prophets, prophetesses, apostles, preachers, teachers, ministers, you have to be significantly, you have to be so much careful. I mean, distinctively careful. You need to make sure that the spirit, when you hear something that is from God, that is, I'm, I'm talking that it needs to be precise, crystal clear of what God is telling you in this season. Um, it's going to get to a point where people's hearts are going to fail them and they're going to die because of the sins that have been brought out. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And let me tell you, it ain't, I'm telling you, it's things that's going to go on that the body of Christ, we need to be praying, not just for the leadership, but also for ourselves. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We need to go before God and cleanse ourselves as a high priest and going into the holies of holies. We need to be able to sit there and tell God, I'm sorry for all the sins that we have committed. And also if we have unforgiveness, whatever we have in our hearts, we need to do a spiritual surgery on today. Get rid of it. Knowing what's going on in the times, it is high time for us to wake up out of our slumber, out of our sleep. And I'm being honest, it is so much stuff going on and people say stuff, but it's itemized things that God already predestined that it will be coming and it will be coming in magnitudes. And I'm telling you right now, it is going to start getting to be like the ways of when Noah was on the ark before Noah was on the ark is going to be like that. And, and I'm telling you is, is coming is going to come huge and mightily, unless you have God in your life, you're going to sit there and you're going to wonder what's going on. And for the people that listen to me, that you know, you don't have God in your life, go and repent immediately. We have, we Tomorrow is never promised to any of us. So we need to repent right now of our sins and come back into the fold of God and also be able to receive his son into our lives and make sure we're living these things out and make sure we're checking in with God and the Holy Spirit, checking in to be able to talk to him, checking in and what's seeing what's going on. Because I'm telling you right now, our prayer life is going to be the whole entire establishment of our daily lives. And also this daily bread, what we leave, what we eat is going to be the bread of life, which is the word of God. And in one time, it's going to be one day where we won't have this word of God and we need to hide it in our hearts. We need to hide it that we don't sin against God. Let me tell you something. 
2024 is not what everybody else is thinking it is. 2024, when God says this is the, the fear of the Lord is coming, you need to be careful what you say, how you be able to talk to people, what's going on in the church. You need to make sure that the church you're going to is what God told you to do. If not, you need to leave. I'm just telling you from what I have seen, you need to go. And if God told you to already leave, pack your bags and go. You don't have to give them any excuse, but you need to sit there and say, I can no longer support this. And because of so many different things that's going on in this world, you need to start evicting some things, whether you tell God to be able to have people to move because God will move people out of your life because they see that you're doing better. They see what you've been up to. They see that you've been able to be elevated by God and they just want to be able to sit there and take what they have from what you have. And no, God is telling you, you need to move on. You need to be able to sit there and say, thank you so much. And I appreciate the time that we have spent with each other, but we need to go on. And I'm, this is something that we, as the body of Christ need to understand, whether it's a pastor or a prophet, apostle, what have you, it ain't about being a friendship because if that person is not doing what God says to do, you have to tell that person and then you have to move on. Now I'm going to say this also too, while I am being able to, uh, sit there and know what God is telling me, we need to sit here and honest, be honest with our walk with Christ. Is it something that we need? We need to start getting our prayer clause. We need to start manifesting what God has told us to do. We need to start working on what God has told us to do. And whatever word that God has given you for this year, start working on it immediately. Whether it is for you to have a board and you starting to see everything or, or write down the list or what have you, or start being able to do what the business is supposed to be, write the book or what have you. What Whatever God has told you to do, start immediately because I know for a fact some people are there needing your help or assistance to get out of darkness more so than anything. And that's why I keep understanding and knowing is that the 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 laborers are few. The the harvest is plenty, but the laborers, the ones that are doing what God says do, the ones that are here and doing and and telling God and understanding it is few and far between, but we need to be able to sit there and say, you know what, for God, I live for God, I die. I'm going to still do what God says to do. I still need to do what God says to do. I still need to be able to sit there, even with the thorn, even with the things that's going on, even with the battles that I have with my flesh, with Satan, and also with society, you still got to be able to keep going and keep knowing what God and motivate yourself. Sometimes you're not going to be able to get up. Oh, I don't want to do this, but don't you know, if you praise God on credit, if you do what God says to do, and I love how pastor Jay Hazlick said, sometimes he didn't even you know, care to do it. But he said, I praise God on credit. So by the time that I was automatically doing it and I was enjoying it, God was there and he was meeting me. So when are we going to do the same thing? Amen. Now to fulfill this, uh, series and I'm, I'm going to come back to it because it's a lot that I had to start digging into and had to be able to sit there and, uh, honestly sit there and say, Lord, you know, I really thoroughly enjoyed 
being able and there are some things that I need to, you know, go back and kind of highlight also too. But do not take down for what you see what's going on in the world. Don't take down because of what the enemy has has portrayed in your life. You need to step it up. You need to start stepping up what we have in God's house. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have to step whatever you know that God is telling you to do. Step forward and do it. And it, I know like my husband keeps telling me that it's scary, but we have to keep stepping it up. We have to keep motivating ourselves. We have to be able to be able to put ourselves out there to do what's right in order for people to receive the word of God and not just for monetary funds or, or all of these. No, my whole entire thing of when I started this podcast is because so many people around the world need to hear what the word of God is saying to the church and we are the church. It's not a building. It's a person. And if we are his church, we are the, his sheep. We need to start realizing that we have to renew our mind. We have to renew our heart. We have to start thinking more of what God would want us to do and not what society wants us to do. Not what society is dictating to us, but what God is telling us to do. Amen. Now I must say this also too. This is war and I wanted to go in and finish this because it was so poignant to me and I want to go, you know, starting on the new year is saying about the judgment that is going to be coming, uh, starting at the house of God. And I don't know about you, but, uh, it is starting and, um, it is starting to, you know, it is starting to get a little bit more heated because God is hot. God is upset. You know why? Because the church, the the American church has sat there and did some unspeakable things into God's house. And now God has, it's like Jesus turning over the tables. God is tired of it. He is sick of it and is enough as enough, but that's just a preview. Let's get into this. And it says blind faith and keeping a vow to someone. Now, when you're doing and having to be able to have that blind faith, you are subjugated to yourself to say, this is what I'm going to fulfill in spite of what I see, what I know, what I hear, what I feel, what I touch, whatever. God is sitting here and telling you with that blind faith, you are not even allowed to hear. You only with the the hearing and the, you're not even listening. You're like, wait a minute. And I'm just going to do what God says do automatically because I know he's going to take care of me. He, he's going to fulfill everything that he was supposed to do for my life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, man, y'all it. I'm excited because guess what? God has been able to bless this woman of God. And no matter what, see, some people may not think it, but you know what? We're blessed. We're blessed in the city, blessed in the fields, blessed when we come and when we go, we cast down. And that's what I'm saying. It, I'm telling you right now, and I know that's, that's, uh, Fred Hammond, but I'm telling you, once he was going into the Psalms of David, we are truly blessed to be able to be in this time in this moment. Amen. So please make sure you understand that. Well, you know, I don't feel like it. Let me tell you something. I'm praising God on credit. 
I'm praising God when I don't feel like it. I praise God on the high highs and the low lows because guess what? He brought us from a mighty long way. So what I'm telling you right now, always, always know that no matter what we go through, God has always been able to have us to cause us to triumph. Do you understand that? Do you understand that even when the enemy sits there and he torments us and he does all these different things to us, God is still there looking and observing and knowing who we are. And if we are praising God before the door opens, before the, before everything is, is open to us and we're praising God before God even sits there and says, you know what? I'm going to send my daughter. I'm going to send I'm going to send my son out to do what I say do, but I'm going to send an angel to help them or I'm going to send, you know, provisions for them. Then why can't we sit there and have blind faith like Joshua and knowing that God is going to take care of us, like God is going to be able to be with us, that God is going to be able to take us from one point to another point for the high highs to the low lows. I know that God can be able to sit there and he can be able to bend, have the benefits, even with the trials and tribute, he still will give us benefits. And that's the thing. When you have favor, I mean, favor upon favor, when no one else can see what you see and you declare things out of your mouth, God still sits there. He hears you. He sees you and he still sits there and he says, I give you favor. Even when things are hard and I still trust you. I still believe in you, God. That's what we need to have. We need to have that favor when no one else doesn't see anything, but God gives you that favor. That's blindness. That may not be everything that you see in the natural, but in the spiritual, you're still sitting there and saying, you know what? I'm trusting God. I don't, I, I can't look to my left nor to my right. I can only go through the tunnel and go through what God has told me to do. Amen. Let me stop. Let me, let me stop getting happy. But I want to say vow, a vow, according to Miriam Webster's dictionary is a solemn promise or an assertion specifically or specifically one in which a person is bound to have an act service or condition. Oh, let me read that one more time. One by which a person is bound to an act service or condition to promise solely swear to bind or conciliate by a vow to make a vow. Oh, <laughs> declare now. Let's get into this because I'm happy on today. Amen. I got 916 right now. All right. So now we're going into the fall of Jericho and we're going to go into, we're starting in Joshua. Go ahead and get your Bibles, the fifth chapter, and also get your uh, pencil and pen because it's going to be juicy. This is going to be good. Amen. All right. So now the fall of Joshua. And we're supposed to be going into the sixth chapter, but let's go ahead and go down into, uh, let's go for the last, um, verse of Joshua, the fifth chapter and the 15th verse. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, loose thy shoes from off thy foot for the place wherein thou shalt stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Amen. Now 
going into Joshua 6 chapter. And I'm like, man, you like, wait a minute, pastor, why are you going? Because I want you to feel and understand that Joshua, before the battle, we need to be able to be obedient. And because Joshua was blind Blind faith. I mean, obedience to no degree. I mean, no, I mean, who went to the 10th degree? I mean, huge faith, huge obedience to God. And I mean, he did it so well that, I mean, God is so pleased with Joshua because he did things that no one else besides that in that time period was doing. He was obeying God. I mean, Moses, yes. And then you had so many, you, but do you know what? I mean, you know, but that's, I'm just saying, if we have that type of obedience in that faith combined to God, do you understand the things that come out of your mouth? Mm. When it comes out your mouth and you believe in God for it, it will come to pass simply because you've been able to have that favor. And that's what Joshua had. Okay, let me go. Let me let me go ahead and get into this. All right. Now, let's go into the uh, and it says right here. Let's go to Joshua and it will be the 10th chapter. 10th, excuse me, Joshua, the sixth chapter and 10th verse. And Joshua had command the people saying, ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any words proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. Verse 11. So the ark of the Lord come past the city coming about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Verse 12, and Joshua rose early in the morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Verse 13, and the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of seven rams before the trumpet, excuse me, before the ark of the Lord went on continuously and blew with the trumpets and the armed men went before them. But the reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. Verse 14, the second day they compassed the city once and returned to the camp. So did six days. 15 verse, and it came to pass on the seventh day. Now they arose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day, they can pass the city seven times. Come on now. Number seven. We talked about that. That's God's perfect. Now that's God's number. Now they they rose early about the dawn of the day and compass the city. After the same manner, seven times. Not only that day, they compass the city seven times. 16 verse. And it came to pass at the seventh time. When the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. Let me say that. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Joshua 6 chapter, 16th verse. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. 17th verse, and the, and the city shall be accused, even it, and all that are therein to the Lord, 
Only Rabbi, the harlot, shall live, she and all that are in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Verse 18, and ye in any wise, keeping yourselves from the accusing thing, lest ye make themselves accused. When ye take of the accused thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and troubled it. Verse 19, all but all the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. See, this is the thing. He was already setting up the stipulations that when they went to come in and compass the city and be able to conquer it, that all the silver, the gold, and the vessels of brass and iron shall be into go into the into pretty much into God's treasury, into the Lord's treasury. We don't, we're not taking that. If we take it, we give it to God and God only. Amen. 20th verse. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets with the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. And they took the city. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. So the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sounds of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and they took the city. Verse 21, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox, sheep, and also a donkey with the edge of the sword. All right. Verse 22. But Joshua said unto the two men that had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house, and bring out hence the woman and all that she has, as she swore unto her. Y'all, this is the vow. As they were keeping their vow, their, their word, they were keeping the word that Rabbi, the harlot, had with them. And because of her obedience, y'all, okay, let me go ahead and read some more, okay? Verse 23. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rabbi and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. Verse 24. And they burned the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver, the gold, and the vessels of brass of iron. They put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Verse 25. And Joshua saved Rabbi the harlot alive in her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelled in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. 
verse 26. And Joshua adjusted them at that time saying, curse be the man before the Lord that riseth up and build his city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof for his firstborn and his youngest son shall be set up the gates of it. Verse 27. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was noised throughout all the country. All right. Let me tell you something, man. Oh, man. Do you understand that because of their commitment to the vow and they're able to pursue it, that they were able to make sure that the people of God were able to be able to conquer just from them surveying the land and because of their obedience to the two, the two uh, spies and because of the commitment they had to rabbi her father's house, her, you know, all of that was dwelling with her and all of the things that she had in that house was saved. Do you understand that even when you are not of God in the beginning of your relationship with God, even when you didn't understand or didn't you fully understand, but God kept you, he protect you. He was able to make, I mean, some of us were knuckleheads and I will say that very nicely. Amen. <laughs> um, including me. So a lot of us were doing things that we shouldn't have done. But God saw fit. I mean, some of us should have been dead. We should have been uh, inflicted with sexual diseases. We should have had all these different things to come upon us. But God sat there and he was able to sit there and protect us and keep us in the whole entire atmosphere and situation. You know for a fact you would have been gone that second, that moment, because God, if God was not protecting you, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know why y'all think that we are just, you know, well, it's the, you know, let me tell you something. It's not the universe that is helping us. The universe don't care about us. It's God. It's the one that made the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, Elohim, El Shaddai, El Rapha. He's the one that's been helping us. He's the one that's been protecting us. It's not the universe. It is not sorcery. It is not going to see a psychic. It's not going to uh, rub up on some crystals. It ain't. I'm telling you, all of that is from the enemy. And I'm telling you right now, we have nothing but what God has given us. Amen. And we need to be able to sit there and recognize who God is. And he's the only one that's been keeping us, not ourselves. See, that's the thing is that every time I keep telling you is that God's breath, if not Peniel, God breathes on us and gives us the breath of life. He can take it from us. And it's been known to have that happen. And yet it's still, that might happen again. So that's why I'm saying it's going to happen again in 2024 because of people and their ignorance and their ways of, of just, I have seen in 2023, of people sitting up here mocking God and then God taking the breath of life from them. And I'm talking about from people that were ambassadors to comedians, to people that were on uh, media and, you know, television and all these different facets of life. They have been able to mock God and God has taken the breath of life from them. 
Simply put, you need to make sure you know what you're supposed to be doing in God and you need to respect God and his commands and his way of life. Amen. So we should not neglect what God has given us. And because of what these been able to protect us, heal us, be able to take care of us, finances, marriages, also your health, your family to, you know, even in your singleness, God is able to protect and provide for you in this time in this season. Amen. I understand that there is going to be some days where it's not feasible for you to be able to, um, sometimes in our lifetime, sometimes it's just for us to be able to just sometimes sit with God and, and, and talk to him. And sometimes it's like we, we have some high highs and some really, really low lows, but we need to keep in perspective that God is with us and who can be against us. And also at the same exact time, it has become apparent that so many times we are trading what we are, which is filthy rags. And we're trading in what we used to do for something a whole lot better and a whole lot more that we can be able to subscribe and to, to be able to, to look up to. And when I say that, when I say subscribe is that we're investigating, we're, we're intelling on how God is and how God is for us and how he is good to us. And as you can see, there is so much scientific as well as psychological research that, you know, the ones of us that are, are us saved and have a relationship with God, we live longer. And also at the same exact time, our whole entire posture goes towards God and towards heavenly um, environments that we can't even comprehend or ascertain. So when I tell you truth be told, in short, we have it good. We have a really good life when we're in God. And is it always going to be good? No, we're going to have, like I said, high highs and low lows. But that doesn't mean that God is not going to come in and intercept and and he's not going to sit there and he's not going to be able to um, intercept the enemy, but also maintain who we are. And in so many different facts and reasons, God moves us or shifts us out of different situations or different um realities of what's going on and, you know, different job positions or what have you in order for him to get the glory and not ourselves. So we need to start being able to be a whole lot more attentive towards God is saying, but <clears throat> what I'm saying is this, is that the human beings as we are, um, sometimes we don't even get it right. And that's why we always have to be able to understand we live under mercy and grace, but making sure be made known is not to um, abuse what we are doing. It's not a sit here and say, well, God, you never taught us this or did. No, no, that's not what God, you need to sit there and understand that the grace and mercy we're under don't take advantage of that. God gives you warning after warning and he'll tell you, hey, this is not where you need to be. You need to be going here. I need you to go there and I need you to be living this type of lifestyle, which is holiness and not to stay and be stagnant and be in sin. I'm sorry. We just can't be like that. There has to be. We have a uh, significant uh, obligation 
to live holy and to strive to live holy no matter what. So when I say this is that blind faith is something that we all have to be able to understand and know that when God says it, believe it and continue through our journey. And sometimes we don't we don't even see the evidence of things until later on of how what's been going on or what we pray for. But we have to be able to realize that God is in it and he's going to be able to take care of it. Amen. The vows. Oh, my God. To keep one's word when you say you're going to do something is huge. It's monumental. Um, My grandfather uses uh, I call him is, you know. So much so that he would sit there and say, hey, if you give somebody your word, do it and make sure you mean it. And see, that was the thing for for me growing up. You know, our word is our bond. And once we do that, we are supposed to be able to set the standard, set the set the example. And if we go back on our word, it becomes so much. So just it, it just not right. It's just not. So what I'm saying is this, is that know who you are, set what God has already standards for you and um, make sure that during this time in the season, that when you set a goal that you go and you reach it. And if you haven't reached it yet, knowing that God is going to be able to help you assist you to be able to get to that, to that platform that you need to go to, to finishing the book to going and doing the things that he told you to do and set the plans. And also when you set the plans, make sure that you're, you're putting action behind those plans. Amen. And that it becomes more and more apparent of who you are in God. And also being able to, it says, if you write it down and make it plain, God will be able to see it. And it's in the word of God. When he says that, write it down and make it plain. So whatever God has already told you to do in this season of 2024, please do that and make a list of everything that God has told you to do. And sometimes even when you're trying to be able to pray for people, make a list of their names and the situations and what they're asking to be prayed for. And sometimes they don't even give you um, some type of guidance or, you know, because they're they're in a process of grieving or they could be in a process of moving, uh, moving, planning some type of strategic operations that you know, you don't need to know about, but God sits there, you know, just tell them, you know, put your hands on them, God, let them be able to, you know, help them with their plans. But also at the same exact time, you know, give this time that you need to be able to give to God, whether it is being able to talk it, tell him about your plans and see how it lines up with what he wants you to do. And I mean, we can make plans and God laughs at us, but also if our, our ways are, you know, going towards the way that he needs for us to go, I believe that God will be able to set us up mightily in this season of 2024. So with that being said, I have so much more to say, but it's just the fact that we need to be able to make sure that when we vow, we have vows and Yes, you know, for us as marriages, that is a holy covenant because you're going before God. Why won't you do that with the friends you have and the colleagues and, you know, the people that you know, even though they may go back on their word, God doesn't. 
So when you're dealing with so so many different situations and so many mannerisms, uh, you honor those words that you have already put out with a person or with God or with the situation that's been going on, knowing that he will take care of it. Now, I know this is um, a little bit short, but I really want to be able to get this out to the people of God. But I have also uh, another one, another person that really wants to come on and be able to give you the word of God as well as myself. So I want to be able to introduce you also to my husband, Pastor Kimo Uyola, as well as being able to let you understand that, give his perspective of who God is and how God is able to have that blind faith for us and being able to give us the example of what keeping a vow to someone is. And God has been faithful towards us, no matter what the situation or the problems God has been able to be with this family. So I am humbly and honorably uh, giving it over to him. Amen. All and without right. further ado, it has been a blessing just to be able to be with you on today for 2024 coming in from South Korea. I wanted to be able to introduce my husband, and we were coming from the book of Joshua, the sixth chapter, and talking about the promise that was being kept. Well, which was about um, being kept to someone, which is rabbi, and also um, having that blind faith from Joshua. So without further ado, this is my husband, Kimo Uyola, Pastor Kimo Uyola.